0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast sponsored by Manscaped. Today, our special guest is former 49ers quarterback, Steve Bono. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Nice to meet you.
0: It's nice to meet you, too. It's great meeting just all the alum uh, that are still very close to the organization. It's my first season with the team, so everybody's everybody's been amazing so far.
1: Good.
0: How's your Saturday treating ya
1: ah uh, pretty good i'm uh, in the midst of a project that uh that i when I texted you half an hour ago was coming from <laughs> Home Depot so
0: <laughs> we love that I
1: missed, uh, up, 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 yeah this is this was uh, yeah, this is much more than i can i can get it done but it's 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 a, it's quite the project.
0: are you a handyman by? Pretty good I, around the I, house, or I, not really? I,
1: <laughs> I, no, I am, I am, as as I like to say that, uh, uh, as the son of a tool and die maker, machinist, my dad, uh, you, you better you better know how to use tools.
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, Steve, we're just going to talk a little bit about just your origin story, how you got into football, uh, and also just how you came to be a San Francisco 49er. Tell us a little bit about your origin story.
1: Wow. So I grew up in Northtown, Pennsylvania, a uh, suburb of Philadelphia. Uh, was Dad kind of raised me to be a switch hitting catcher. Um, uh, actually played a lot of basketball. I Went to a public school that was more of a basketball school. And and also played football, obviously. And then all of a sudden, there were people coming out of the woodwork to recruit me for football. And uh, like, whoa, maybe I should think about football. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> went to UCLA, um, obviously played there. And then got drafted by the Vikings in 1985, spent a couple seasons there, a couple seasons in Pittsburgh. And then I got really lucky and came to the 49ers. Um, obviously, Joe Montana and Steve Young were here. Uh, got to learn the West Coast offense, got to play under George Seifert and Mike Holmgren. Um, and that uh, propelled my career. And knowing knowing the West Coast offense, uh, getting to know it, and and learning the concepts of it in college. Actually, our, our college college, Offensive coordinator Homer Smith, um, new Bill studied the offense a lot with Bill Walsh. That is, and uh, taught us taught us the concepts in college. So when I when I got here and saw the offense, it was like, oh, okay, I know this. I know I know familiar. how this is supposed to work. Right? You know, in 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 very general terms. Um. So, spent five years here. Spent a few years. Kansas City, one in one in Green Bay, one in St. Louis, one in Carolina, and then um, s- still here in Palo Alto. Uh we we moved here when, when I was playing for the 49ers and uh still here and two grown kids, one married now. Um, so Thank here we you. are.
0: The longest stretch of your career was spent with the 49ers. What is it about the organization that made playing here so great? And, you know, just your experience here sounds like an overall really positive one.
1: It's been very positive and I I should say for the last 20 years, I've worked as, you know, part-time as a alumni coordinator, basically as a goodwill ambassador. Um, So obviously, uh, think highly of the organization. And, and uh, as I said earlier, was fortunate to come here in 1989. We played in, I was here till '93. We played in four NFC championship games, won a Super Bowl. You know, they won a Super Bowl before I got here, won a Super Bowl when I left. Um, so, as I like to say to other people when I left here, went to other teams, they're like, hey, tell, tell us what it's like. And I, I would always say, never saw anything like it. Before I got here, and I haven't seen anything like it since I left. <laughs> it was a crazy. special place <laughs> it was it was way ahead of Bill and his concepts, uh, not only on the field but off the field, and how how to practice, how to how to treat people as human beings, uh, whether they were on the team or in the front office, um, was second to none. and And that obviously, I have to mention starts at the top, and that was in those days, Mr. Debarla.
0: Um And I have to, I have to ask, because you played with a, with some great quarterbacks in that quarterback room, of course, uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young. What was that like, you know, coming in as with your first year in the organization and just being a backup for them, and what did you learn yeah. from them specifically?
1: Uh, le- learned a lot. Um, uh, you know, I was a I was a sponge, um, especially the first year, first two or three years for sure. Um, just you know, we'd sit in game, sit in game film, even practice film. You know, and and constantly would ask Joe like, "What what you see there? Like, what were you looking for? How how'd you get to that receiver? Um, you know, just th- thing questions like those." that uh, was an invaluable, invaluable lessons um, to, you know, ask, okay, what was, what's the history of that play? How did it, like, what's its origins? What what did it look like when it started? Um, You know, because offenses, unlike today, where, you know, everybody was kind of packed in, you know, Mm -hmm. Today, everybody's spread out, and and Bill's offense, obviously, has withstood the test of time because people are still running it, Um, (laughs) you know, lined up with five guys out, out, you know, spread out Um, a lot of what we did, but we got there with motions and things like that. So the the concepts uh, are, are hard to beat.
0: Do you have a favorite story or memory uh, with Joe Montana and Steve Young, or just the camaraderie maybe shared between you three?
1: Uh, were oh gosh. Um,
0: I'm having you go deep in memory uh, lane lots, here. Yeah, huh? yeah, lots,
1: <laughs> lots, lots of good stories. One of the most fun times was the first year, and obviously, you know, as football players, we're not we're not real superstitious, so no, um, not at all. <laughs> We, uh, (laughs) you know, we we got into this goofy game of trying to fire rolls of of tape, you know, for injury tape uh, Mm -hmm. into the top of the goalpost, which was, you know, (laughs) 30 feet off the ground and had a, maybe a five inch diameter hole in it. That's Um,
0: fantastic.
1: I mean, every, I mean, we were winning. We weren't going to stop throwing rolls of tape up there and we did it every day until the, so probably two days before the Super Bowl.
0: So what was the success rate? You always try to toss one up oh, just before gosh. the game.
1: Joe was definitely the best at it. He was maybe one in, i give him one in 20,
0: okay. 20 flips.
1: I don't know. We needed some analytics for this one. Um, <laughs> uh, when, when Rich Jenoff tipped the goalpost over years later, I forget how many. Roles were like, in there. there. were a lot. Came
0: oh my gosh, there that's were a lot. <laughs>
1: um But uh, it was just one of those silly games that uh, we, we couldn't stop doing.
0: No, I love that. Um, you know, in addition, obviously, to Joe Montana and Steve Young, you got to throw touchdown passes to Jerry Rice. Tell me what that, that was, was like.
1: Um, and that was uh, that was one of the Stories that I that popped into my head um, uh, was nineteen eighty nine. Joe banged up his knee in that game after the earthquake that happened at Stanford Stadium, which was it was a win, but it was not a good day um, for for injury purposes. Um, and then we went to and we went back to the Meadowlands to play the Jets, and Steve was starting, got banged up a little bit, and. I went into the game, and my first throw was on third down, and it was a relatively short throw, and I thought I had Roger open and threw it and got hit and never saw the end of the play, and I heard the stadium go crazy, and I was like, oh, no, I just threw an interception. Um, it turned out that Roger did catch it and turned it up and fumbled it, and the guy picked it up around back for a touchdown. But then the next play, or the next series of plays, um, Joe signaled in a play, and I was like, ooh. Okay. He's gonna let me go deep to Jerry. I better I Ooh. better throw this thing as far as I can. Well, of course I underthrew <laughs> it and Jerry jumped up and made the catch for a touchdown. Maybe it good, anyways. So, um, <laughs> um but but that's one of the stories that and then I was done I was done in the game after that Steve went back in. So um but that was definitely the highlight of my nineteen eighty nine other than winning the Super Bowl.
0: Awesome. And your career well, we, kind of yeah, we, in, in we, your career, where does that rank in yeah, terms but, of memories? Uh, you
1: know, obviously we had Jerry Rice, John Taylor, spectacular player in his in his own right. Um, Brent Jones at tight end. I mean, we you know Roger Craig, Tom Rathman. Um, I mean, can you can rattle off, off name, um, Yeah, I, on defense
0: too. You got Ronnie Lott.
1: Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> were so Wright. there were so many there were so many good players. Um, that, uh, like I said in the beginning, that I was was fortunate to be a part of it.
0: And before we get to the next question, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Manscaped is the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. Yeah, you know, looking back on your career now, how crazy is it that you played with so many greats and were part of that winning uh, equation?
1: Yeah, I've have told Tom Rappin this. I've told uh, Marcus Allen this. That if I the two two of the smartest players I've ever played with non quarterback players for sure. Um, and I've I've oh, I've always said that if we if I could have. 22 Tom Rathmans and 22 uh, uh, um, Marcus Allens, we would win a lot of football games. I
0: feel that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, wanted to get to the team of today, which I, I'm assuming you follow fairly closely. <laughs> I do. Um, obviously, you were a quarterback for this organization. I think one of the big highlights of this 2022 team is the defense. As a quarterback, how intimidating and formidable is D'Amico Ryan's unit and just how well they're playing through these first three games of the season?
1: You know, we've, uh, they're playing spectacular. Um, and I've several times said to people, this might be the best defense. And I thought the defense from two seasons ago when we went to the Super Bowl Mm-hmm. was was very good. Um but I've said several times already that this defense might be as good as the Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, uh, you know, Justin Smith, um, you know, era. Yeah. Um I, I, I think that the I think that the the front seven has been strong for the last mm-hmm. few years. And now the secondary has really stepped up. I mean, they've they've done really well so far, I would say, this season.
0: Is there a standout player for you in that secondary? Obviously, Mooney Ward has been added, but it's also been kind of a bigger year for Talano Hufanga as a sophomore. He's kind of Tashawn Gibson comes in yeah. and he's playing really well.
1: I, I, I think, I, I mean, I, honestly, I think all of my, uh, Funga and, and Ward are the, I think, are the two guys that have stood out the most. Um, but the, the the corners that have, have come in and played, the the, the nickelbacks, I mean, they've, they've all really done a very nice job.
0: Um, especially with an offense that's taking just a you know a few weeks to really get in rhythm, it's, how important is that defensive component?
1: It's, it's, I think it's been very important. Um, obviously, losing Trey doesn't help um, because he was the one that practiced with the first offense for the last mm-hmm. several months, you know, six months. Um, and now and now, Jimmy, has to, you know, catch up to them, um, and I and I and I think he will, relatively quickly. Um, uh, it just just a matter for him of getting getting the rust off because he, you know, he hadn't taken a snap until yeah. Just
0: being involved with that off season throwing program, yeah, yeah It's yeah. a little bit so, different for him for sure. Uh, it's
1: it's it's a, it's a little different, and I think it I think it showed um on sunday um you know it didn't didn't help that we were basically we turned the ball over four times and we were one for 10 on third down. Uh doesn't matter how good you play, if you do that unfortunately you're not going to win in the NFL.
0: Another primetime game coming up in just a couple days. What is the recipe for success against an NFC West rival that you know reigning Super Bowl champs?
1: We've uh, they are. I would say we've had their number. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would, I would love to see, I would love to see our season turn around in this Monday night game like it did last year. And I think that was a Sunday night game, but our defense really came, um, into its own in that game last year that was a little more mid-season but
0: yeah i think it was in uh, mid-november
1: yeah yeah i would love to be able to look back to this coming monday night game and say okay that was that was a turning point i i I think that'd be a uh, that would be a good memory
0: what is it about NFC West games specifically and with the Rams that kind of just ups the ante a little bit and gets the best out of everybody?
1: I think it's, there, there, there are great, longstanding rivalries as well as great geographical rivalries. Um, You know, obviously the the Cardinals and, and the, and the, uh, Seahawks have only been in the NFC West for, I don't know, maybe it's been 20 years, um, maybe not even that long. But uh, th- those, um, <laughs> those those two rivalries picked up quickly because mm-hmm. there have been uh, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals have had some good teams and some great games mm-hmm. in the last, like I said, 20 years, whatever it is, 15 years. Um, the Rams, uh, that was that was always a great rivalry. That was always our rivalry um, in the old NFC West days, back with Atlanta and New Orleans in it.
0: Um, and for you, just on the offense, what would you like to see in week four? Um, typically, I know Kyle mentioned it. Kyle Shanahan mentioned it in his presser today. When this team can run the ball well, they typically that's, see the best success. Is that kind of your key for victory as that's well? That's
1: my that, that was going to be my first answer. I'd like to see <laughs> the running game better than it was Monday night. That was one of the that was one of the things we didn't establish. We we had it going in that scoring drive. Couple, couple one big run couple good you know six seven yard runs but we didn't we didn't uh we didn't establish the line of scrimmage that um that we need to do in order to have the the play action game and the movement game um and and keep keep jimmy moving around and you know not not um not straight dropping all the time and and throwing from the pocket, which is just not the most comfortable. Doesn't seem to be his most comfortable spot.
0: Is there a running back uh, that you currently see in that room that you think is going to have a breakout game in this week? We saw Jeff Wilson Jr. put up pretty good numbers in these past two games.
1: I would think that I would think that he would be kyle's workhorse i'll call him um but
0: uh well it's have reinforcement the, the, the from Debo samuel as well
1: yeah I, I mean i i think that there'll be a there'll be a few of those um my my hope is that those runs are maybe uh fly sweeps or reverses or some other uh sort of trickery i'll call it um uh and, and yes, he can be the change up out of the eye, but Kyle's running game over the last five years seems to work best when there's there's a workhorse and then there's a couple of different types of change ups. Um sounds like I'm talking about a pitcher.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and now a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off in free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. So let's get to, this is the, the part I mentioned to you. We do have some fan questions for you. Okay. So these are, these are fun ones. <laughs> um, so Hannah K. from Sacramento would like to know, Uh, back in your day did you get to pick your locker mates in the locker room or is that always pre-designated
1: uh that was that was pretty much pre-designated yeah we we um um i think nowadays they're they're kind of more just by by number uh ours ours were by groupings okay um so the the you know the quarterbacks it was joe steve joe me and steve and then uh let's see who was next to us, uh receivers, I think. So uh it's more done by by groups.
0: By groups, okay. We've got another one. Adi from San Jose. How does how amazing does it feel to win a Super Bowl?
1: Oh, it's the <laughs> ultimate. That's 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 it's the ultimate. Um I'm just happy that the one that uh that I was on, that we did win. Uh, it was thirty-five to seven and a half. Made it a lot easier.
0: <laughs> a lot less nerve-wracking. Stress level sure. <laughs> Yeah. How does How does the stress of a playoff game compare to a regular season, like a regular season game that's getting decided in those last two minutes?
1: Uh it's 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 just it's um, it's uh, another level of. Heightened awareness, um, it, it you know that 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 you know preseason, regular seasons here, you know playoffs are up here. You just uh, there's there's just a there's a, a, more of a focus on detail and um, giving it giving it all you have, the you know leaving it all out there.
0: Here is one from Amin from Sunnyvale. If you had to relive one play in your career, which one would it be?
1: Mm.
0: Or I guess if you could, because I'm assuming this is a, yeah. a, a good memory.
1: <laughs> my, my, I was, I, yeah, I, and actually my my mind went to a bad one. Um, not, not a particular bad one. Uh, I, I know what game I'd like to go back and replay. Um, <laughs> but my uh, on a positive one, it would have to be uh the 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 run when I was with the Chiefs and and uh, the bootleg. Yeah, I mean, that's uh it's a great story and and um it worked.
0: I know. So I do, <laughs> it, have worked a even
1: it worked even better than we thought.
0: So, <laughs> so I, I do have a question about that. Did you ever get, what was the longest run that you had after that? Or did uh, you nah, ever get close not, to 76 nothing, yards? Nothing even close. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I've, <laughs> I've seen I've seen people analyze it, you know, on ESPN or some, you know, and they called me the turbo snail and all this kind of, you know, all kinds <laughs> of crazy things. Um, I always said, no, I was running fast. Nobody was running beside me. So it looked like I was slow. No, I'm uh, <laughs> as
0: a quarterback, how atypical is it to see just that much green grass in front of you? Um, it,
1: it was, yeah, it was, it was bizarre. I mean, it, it, it worked every time in practice during the week and there was, there were two scenarios to it. One with Terry Hogue, who was a strong safety, staying in the game. That's why we pulled Joe Valerio. The other was that Terry Hogue would go off, and they would bring in a sixth linebacker. And that happened as we came out of the huddle and went to the line of scrimmage. We all knew that it was going to be wide open. We just—that's crazy. Just, it, yeah, it was. It was totally crazy. Yeah, and I. It's you know you just kind of laugh about it. Um, uh, I'm sure Buddy Ryan wasn't laughing about it, but. <laughs> so it was, when you uh, said
0: that you said it worked better than you imagined, like were you, oh, were you envisioning oh, yeah. like a 20-yard run there, or yeah, I
1: mean it was you know I mean it was in there obviously to to yeah to produce the big play, um, you know would the you never know because like would the situation present itself you know, and that it presented itself at the end of the first quarter, that it was literally third and one. It was on the, you know, 24 yard, our own 24 yard line. And, you know, Marty Schottenheimer looked at me like, why not
0: go for it?
1: <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, so, you know, you, you, you put in these game plan plays and sometimes you, you don't get to run them because the, the situation for it didn't present itself. Um, And, yeah, like I said, in in practice, it it worked every time. Um, So when I came out of the fake and looked out there and saw Joe Valerio running backwards, um, screaming at me, waving for me, you know, to get out there, um, you know, it was – I mean, looking back on it, yeah, I just kind of giggled. I literally ran the ball in the end zone made a right hand left hand turn and went over to the to the uh marking for the extra point and i just put the ball down on the on the on the line just ran so you off had the field, that just much extra time of, oh yeah yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> all, all the other the other 20 guys were still in the, in the i pile. know i've, I've 76 yards tape, away
0: it's, wild. It's, just,
1: it's just yeah <laughs> um to think that it worked like that is it was pretty funny
0: uh, cool. I got one last one from for you. Mariah from Modesto wants to know who was your favorite team and your favorite player growing up.
1: Oh, so so I, I I said earlier that I grew up in a suburb of Philadelphia, so my mm-hmm. favorite football team was obviously the Eagles. Um, but I did also said that I grew up as being trained to be a switch inning catcher. So my my favorite player hero was Johnny Bench, who was the catcher for the Cincinnati Reds on the on the big red machine back in the 70s. Um if I uh I a mean, total baseball if I guy had a, if I had a yeah if I had a, a favorite from the Eagles it would have been more from uh, that's, I mean, Harold, Car- I mean, Harold Carmichael was the receiver. Um, uh, Ron Jaworski was quarterback. So, uh, I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of good players. The Eagles became good, uh, under Dick Vermeil in the late seventies and early eighties. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I,
0: Maybe just a, just an Eagles, big Eagles fan. Yeah, as a whole. yeah.
1: I don't I don't know if I really had a a favorite um, a favorite football player. Uh, there were obviously a, a, a number of people that I idolized, but uh, yeah.
0: Cool. We'll see. We'll close this out. Sorry, I don't have
1: a sorry. I don't have a better answer for that. I, I You I, owe I Mariah um,
0: an answer yeah. on that
1: one. <laughs> I, I'm Mariah, sorry.
0: Uh, well, we'll just close this out on one final thing. What is a fun fact about yourself that maybe you uh, don't share often or have never shared before? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not sure I should say this, but um, <laughs> the the goofiest thing about my, my wife's just laughs at I me. Mean, it's like I love soap. Like, I love okay. to shop for, like, I'm always, I go to Trader that. Joe's, and I buy this, I, every time I go there, I buy a bar of soap.
0: Okay. So, are you a no, so Bath like and Body Works guy, too? Like, No,
1: nah, not really. Nah. No? I like no? some, okay. I, uh, yeah, anyway, that sounds That's weird, good. I'm sure.
0: No, I mean, like Some
1: yeah.
0: people like candles, some people like soap. Uh, it's
1: all the I, same. I, you know, I <laughs> love, like, fabrics. Uh, my mom was, a, <laughs> my mom was, a, my, mom was a, my mom was a seamstress, so, like, to, like, tactilely you know she was always talking about fat she was always talking about fabric so like Mm -hmm. I know anyway
0: hey that's kind of like a little hidden talent there I like that
1: (laughs) just goofy me (laughs) no I
0: love that Thanks so much to Steve Bono for stopping by to 49ers. You've got mail presented by Manscaped to be featured in our next episode. Please submit your questions to 49ers.com slash mailbag. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So you can be the first to listen to our latest episodes. See you all next time.